The COVID-19 Occupational Risks, Zero Prevalence and Immunity Among Paramedics Project is seeking to identify COVID-19 related occupational risks to paramedics and develop recommendations to protect paramedic health. CORSIP, for short, is a study of paramedics in BC and Ontario aiming to recruit 5,000 paramedics who will complete surveys and collect blood samples three times over a one-year period. To speak more to this study, please to welcome to the show a scientist with the UBC Providence Centre for Health Evaluation and Outcome Sciences, Dr. Brian Grunow. Dr. Grunow, how are you today? I'm doing well. How are you doing? I'm doing good. Thank you so much for the time. I really appreciate you coming on the show and, and talking a little bit about this project here. So I'll just start by getting you to kind of outline why this was something that you wanted to tackle. What is it about the uh, the potential health risks, occupational risks that paramedics could be experiencing that you wanted to explore further? Yeah, I think everybody knows that paramedics come to our aid in our times of greatest need. Uh, and in doing so, they enter uncontrolled environments, which may pose a risk to their personal safety. And this is especially pertinent during the ongoing COVID-19 pandemic, in which paramedics may enter homes and treat patients who have COVID-19. They also perform emergent life-saving procedures, which may even further increase the risks to their personal safety procedures that may uh, add COVID-related particles to the air. Currently, we really have an incomplete knowledge at this time with regards to the actual risks of providing these treatments and how best to protect paramedics under these circumstances, especially from COVID-19. And that's what our research project is aimed to uncover. So you're looking to find uh, 5,000 paramedics, 2,500 in both Ontario and BC. I guess, where did these numbers come from? Why was 5,000 felt like an appropriate number and, and splitting that evenly between Ontario and BC? Sort of what's the methodology behind that? That's a good question. We need to get enough participants in order to get an accurate estimate of the true incidence of COVID-19 among paramedics. If we had a small sample size, for example, like 50 individuals or 100 individuals, it could just be by chance the results that we got in terms of the number of exposed paramedics. And it might also be because all of our participants are from one specific small region. So we wanted to get a large enough sample that we could be confident in our results and get a large enough geographical area so that the results could be applicable to larger areas rather than just a small area that may be having a COVID outbreak or maybe having no COVID cases at all. And, and you've started that recruitment process. You mentioned to me, you know, it's been going on for about a couple of weeks here. Uh, just how, how have things been going? Obviously, there's still quite a bit of room for people to come online and, and, you know, put their names forward if they're a paramedic out there looking to take part in this survey. But, um, you know, just how well have it been received to this point? We've been very pleased with the engagement of paramedics in terms of interest in our project. We do have many paramedics who are actually part of our uh, investigator team that helped us create, develop, and deploy this project. We initially started with just a few individuals enrolling before we started our main campaign just to make sure that the enrollment procedures worked well and that our website worked well. So we only actually... on released our main campaign to get participants over the last few days. Uh, the response has been uh, very encouraging. We already have uh, nearly 400 participants in BC and nearly uh, 300 participants in Ontario, uh, and they continue to sign up by the day. 
Now, can you take me through sort of what the process will look like for those who are participating in this? If someone out there is listening and wants to sign up, what is what is the kind of, what are they going to be going through? You mentioned, like I mentioned, there's surveys and there's going to be some blood samples collected uh, three times over the course of a 12-month period. Can you maybe take me through sort of what uh, those participants can expect throughout the course of a year? For sure, that's a great question. Thank you. So we do have a study website where people can go and find out more about the study and there's lots of frequently asked questions that people can look at to get further information. Basically, the website has a link on it where interested individuals can click on where they can enroll for the study. At that point, they'll need to enter some basic demographic information, such as their name and email address. Once they've entered that information, they'll be directed to a consent form where they consent to participate in the research project. After they've done that, they get a login code via email to a user portal that's in the website. And that user portal has on it uh, the questionnaire that you mentioned. And the questionnaire is to be filled out uh, initially and then at the six-month mark and the 12-month mark. The user portal also has requisitions in it to get blood tests drawn. These blood tests, as you mentioned, also happen initially at the six-month and the 12-month mark. And the blood samples are then tested for antibodies that demonstrate a measure of immunity to the virus which causes COVID-19. These blood samples are tested and then the results are uploaded back onto the user portal so that individuals who get these blood tests done will be able to see their own results demonstrating whether they have antibodies to the virus that causes COVID-19. So as you mentioned, they're going to be doing these two procedures three times over the one-year period, filling out a survey and then also getting the blood test. But there won't be any in-person interaction at all. It will all be done by the, by the website. And then what is the, the plan, I guess, after that? So you get all that data collected and then you're, I assume, put some kind of report together. What does that process look like? So we're going to be continuing to collect this data and we'll hopefully be able to do some interim analysis, but especially at the end of the study, we'll be able to see how many paramedics have antibodies to the virus which causes COVID-19. We'll be able to look at how many people have been vaccinated who have antibodies and how many people who have not been vaccinated will have antibodies. And we'll take all this information, including information from the surveys, which showed which procedures paramedics were doing and what kind of protective equipment they were using during their work. And we will look to identify factors which may have increased or decreased paramedics' risk of infection. And we'll use this information to better inform workplace health and safety guidelines. For example, some treatments are especially thought to be at higher risk of transmitting COVID-19. And this, these are things such as CPR or airway procedures that paramedics do. And we'll be able to see if these increase the risk of COVID-19 transmission and which types of personal protective equipment was most successful at reducing or even eliminating this risk. 
Well, uh, I think yeah, this is an interesting project that you're undertaking. So hopefully you get the, the 2,500 paramedics in BC and then obviously the same number in Ontario to be able to get some accurate data and and, and come up with, with what sounds like could be some pretty interesting conclusions at the end of a, a year's period. So uh, really appreciate your time here, Brian. Thank you so much for this. Hopefully, like I said, uh, I'll help spread the word here to get some more people signed up. Um, I guess anything else that I think people need to know? I mean, I think one thing we didn't touch on is that, you, you know, uh, if you are already vaccinated, uh, that doesn't mean you can't participate, right? You can still enroll even if you've already gotten your inoculation. That's completely correct. Well, we're seeking enrollments, as you say, from people who are vaccinated or people who have not been vaccinated. And in both cases, we'll test the samples to see if the individual has antibodies to the virus, which causes, which causes COVID-19. And we're also going to look to see how long these antibodies last. For example, if someone's been immunized, we'll see if they still have antibodies at the six-month mark and the 12-month mark. Uh, it, the same way, if someone hasn't been immunized and they have antibodies, we'll be able to see how long these measures of immunity last in those individuals as well. Thank you so much, Dr. Grunow. Really appreciate your time. And uh, we'll follow up, I think, in a year. I'll mark this down in my calendar to see how things went. Thanks so much. It was great chatting with you. We'll talk to you in a year then. All right, there you go. There's Dr. Brian Grunow running a study out of BC and Ontario seeking 5,000 paramedics, 2,500 in each province, to complete surveys and give blood samples over the next year. It will also examine what PPE is used and what medical duties they're performing that could increase their exposure risk. That would include things like performing CPR. And the goal is to find out just how many paramedics have had COVID-19, how they might have caught it, and how to better protect them in the future. Now, according to the president of the Ambulance Paramedics of BC, Troy Clifford, the research is welcome and encouraged. He says, uh, paramedics play a critical role in the healthcare system and public safety, and they're often working in environments that lack control, which put members at risk of being exposed to multiple different pathogens, including COVID-19. Now, the issue of exposure testing and protecting measures within the paramedic profession is significant concern to the group and that's why it's recognizing that there's limited research done so far and so when a group like this like dr grunow with the research he's conducting and the federal government coming on board it's recognizing the need to research this and support the evidence-based information within the paramedic profession so it's being welcomed by the paramedic community now we just need more people to actually sign up to participate in this study up-to-date numbers as of here, February 12th at 547, there are 411 participants enrolled in each of BC and Ontario. So that would be a total of 822 with a goal of 5,000. So a long way to go to reach their goals, uh, 411 out of 2,500 in both BC and Ontario. So if you're a paramedic out there, you know someone who is a paramedic out there, maybe give them a, a, little, a little nudge and say, hey, there's this group that is looking to do some study on paramedics. It's called uh, CORSIP, C-O-R-S-I-P. You can look that up. It's going to be done uh, through the University of Toronto, and Dr. Grunow is with uh, British Columbia out of B.C.